1981, there was a murder so shocking that it changed the entertainment world forever, yet the killer was never brought to justice. Now, almost 40 years later, we're reopening the case, reviewing old leads as well as new evidence, to try and make sense of a killing which gave rise to a massacre. The who, what, why, and how of when video killed the radio star. Welcome to the Radio Star Murders. Hey everybody, welcome to the Radio Star Murders. This is a podcast where we talk about music videos, and we try to figure out if video did in fact kill the radio star. My name is Wes Teasel, and I'm joined by Clay McCormick. Clay, it's your turn to pick a song. Mm. We have done yes. my song last time, so the, the way the show works is we alternate picks, and now it's your turn. What have you chosen to discuss this week? Uh, I have jumped us from the 80s back to the 90s. We'll be talking about Blues Traveler Runaround, which was one of my favorite videos when I was a kid. Um, I like this one because it was, I think it's very clever, and uh, it's a storytelling video. We, we've kind of we've kind of noticed uh, trends of different styles. There's, you can kind of take the music videos and cut them up into different approaches that are kind of uniform, like you can apply them to a lot of different videos. And this one is, uh, is actually kind of similar, I think, to um uh it's a, a little bit um meatloaf and but it's actually for me a little bit closer to smack my bitch up oddly enough <laughs> where it's they're telling a story and it's not the story is not connected to the music aside from like tone yes and um the music ends up being sort of like a soundtrack to the to the to the short film uh and what happens in this short film you might ask and I'm going to tell you Somewhere in a wet city, four underage friends in Bargain Basement Wizard of Oz cosplay try their damnedest to get into the coolest, whitest club of 1994 so they can see a band that looks so suspiciously like Counting Crows that it has to be a choice, not a coincidence. After trying bribes <laughs> of both money and boobs, they, they corner a drunk guy with a lick attack to steal his hand stamp and sneak in the back door. Once inside, we find that the Dorothy of the group has snuck a dog into the club which seems super inappropriate, but honestly would probably fly if this was like Portland in 2019. <laughs> but the dog wreaks havoc by pulling back the curtain on the band, completing the Wizard of Oz loop, exciting the friends when they discover the band on stage is lip syncing, but then quickly bumming them out when they realize the real band is just Blues Traveler. <laughs> That's right. Jam band extraordinaire hidden behind the, the curtain. The manager quickly removes the friends from the scene before the truth can get out, preserving his con and returning Blues Traveler to their indentured servitude. Again, this band looks so much like Counting Crows that I can't not think it's some weird meta comment on Counting Crows being a shit band. And in this sense, the video is a timeless piece of work. <laughs> I hadn't listened to Blues Traveler in a long time. Um, mm. I think we mentioned on the last episode that I had the my parents had the album for when I was growing up, and I think they had their debut album as well. Mm -hmm. um, I... I, I think I remember liking this song more in my memory than I've been listening to it for, you know, I listen to these things a couple times a day as we're getting ready to just talk about them. Mm -hmm. I don't think the song is very good. Um, I still really like the song. You still really like the song, song. Yeah. yeah. I think lyrically it's kind of weird and silly, and I've always kind of, I think 
the weird thing about this video for me is like the the lyrics don't match what's happening and i think part of that is because the lyrics are kind of just like borderline nonsense i think the um I, well it's I funny it, yeah go ahead i was just gonna say i think it makes sense like when you it's one of those songs where you actually sit down and listen to or read the lyrics. It's like, okay, what he said, it's not nonsense, but just to listen to it, it sounds like nonsense. You know, like you know, pilots and actors and, and what the fuck is this guy talking about? <laughs> but when you actually break it down, it's like, oh, okay, this, this makes sense. What's funny to, to me about it is that it feels like a, I think the song does have a point and it's about like sort of betrayal. And like, uh, you know, yes. like not not really seeing like your friends not being honest with you or like loved ones not being honest with you and giving you the mm-hmm. runaround. However, it veers dangerously close to my least favorite kind of lyric writing, which is uh, made pinnacle by the Red Hot Chili Peppers, which is you just kind of say a bunch of shit that sounds yes. like it has a point, but it's really just yes. rhyming with everything. That, yeah, that's what I mean. It's where I say it's nonsense. It's like this sounds like it's not. It's just a bunch of words. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's <laughs> hey yo, I got your snow or whatever. Like the fuck, it's it. And but I think that the blues traveler song, the give blues it away, tra- <laughs> give it away now. <laughs> what I got, I got to give it to your mama. Uh, what what if, I think, what if you were to change those lyrics to what I'd like is I'd like to hug and kiss you. <laughs> I think the blues traveler song does have a point to it. Um, mm-hmm. and I think that it's, it's better than the chili peppers in that sense. And that it like actually is kind of about something. However, I think if I was breaking this down in like an English major level, a lot of his metaphors don't make sense. Like the, like, yes. like a game show contestant with a parting gift. I could not believe my eyes. However, in context, he's talking about something terrible and a game show mm-hmm. contestant winning a prize is something good for them. So it, it's like this, it's this mixing of metaphors that doesn't make sense. However, he does it because it rhymes with the previous lines. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a, uh, um, <laughs> there's lines in this. Yeah. His metaphors are really, uh, uh, he, he stretches for a lot of them. Like, uh, um, uh, uh damn it. What's the one? Um, like a bad play where the hero's right and nobody yes. thinks or expects too much, but Hollywood's calling for the movie right. It's like it's like he he gets a kernel of an idea and then just like goes down that that road a little bit, and it sounds cool, but it's not really supporting the story. And I don't think it necessarily has to. Um, well, it, but yeah, it's interesting how he definitely goes on metaphorical tangents a lot in this song. It's funny. It's it's almost like I like coffee at it. and I like tea, but to be able to enter a final, final. plea. <laughs> <laughs> See, what's funny is that I think the first half of the song is actually pretty good, lyric-wise. It's yeah. almost like he didn't have enough lyrics for the rest of the music, and he starts making mm-hmm. up bizarre shit later on in the second half, which is like, tra-la-la-la-la bombardier, this is the pilot speaking. I've got some news for you. It seems my ship still stands no matter what you drop, and there ain't a lot that you can do, um, which is not a very good line, I don't think. But his, I, his opening is that line, supposed to be like, no matter what you throw at him, he's yes, still going to be he's there? He's still standing. Yeah. I, I like the... I like. I mean, the opening. Once upon a midnight, dearie, I woke with something in my head. I couldn't escape the memory of a phone call and what you said. That's pretty good. That's a that's yeah. a good little you know partial partial verse. But he he starts getting into ridiculous things later on, and I just maybe I'm focusing too much on it. Although I watched a, a live performance of this song. There, mm-hmm. I don't I don't know how great the band is at this point. And apparently, looking at Wikipedia, they're considered a jam band. I don't consider them a jam band at all, but. Maybe that's coloring me because there's nothing more I hate than jam bands. So, so what, 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 do, what do you think about Blues Traveler? Um, 
I think they're really uh, of the era kind of band. Like there's this weird kind of uh, style of middle of the road rock music, um, you know, the Counting Crows style of rock music that appeared in the 90s um, that fits them to a T. I think they're probably one of the better groups that, that, that was doing that stuff. Like you've got these guys or like Counting Crows or like the Spin Doctors, like that kind of thing where it's they are very close to jam bandy. Uh, but they're not quite over there. I think they've become a jam band since then. Okay. Um, but at the time, I feel like Blues Traveler is feels very '90s to me. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I've I've I like them. I don't seek them out necessarily. I actually, if we if we end up doing, um, maybe I kind of blew it by doing this one first. But uh, if we ever if we start doing themes, I, um, multiple videos by the same group or whatever. I think the video for for Hook is actually really good and I think the song Hook is probably a better Hook song. Is a be- Hook is a better song. I was actually confused yeah. when you mentioned this. I was confusing the Hook video and with this song and I like the video and yeah. I think Hook is a better uh song yeah. than this. Maybe I should maybe I should have just picked Hook. I don't know. <laughs> but uh but this this one is the one that stands out to I always remember this video because I think visually it is pretty fun. Um I think the Wizard of Oz thing is 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 a nice uh gimmick that works in and of itself, even before the payoff at the end. Um, so yeah, I, I've always thought it's a, it's a it's a nice video that that works tonally with the song because the song is very upbeat and kind of you know uh, the the chorus being "Why you want to give me the runaround" kind of works with what's happening where it's these kids trying to find do whatever they can to get around this bouncer and the the, the tone feels very. Uh, uh, of a piece, even if the visuals don't match the story being told. Yeah, I, I think the video works. I was actually, maybe this shows my low brain power at this point. I was, um, I did not get what was going on sort of for a long time. Like <laughs> I, I thought it was a Halloween party for the longest, for like the oh. first half of the video. I was like, well, it's obviously like a Halloween show. And it, it all comes together when they do the very Wizard of Oz, pull back the curtain and Dorothy looks at them uh, thing. Yep. And it, it, it's clever. I like it. It screams '90s to me for for oh, yeah. some reason. Yeah. I I don't really know why. Just the way everybody looks. Everyone looks very '90s in it, which is you know the way that the, everyone in an '80s video looks very '80s. But the, it's very the the visual the the style of the way it's shot feels very '90s. Yes, it feels um, it feels like a um like a Gap ad or something. Like it reminds me strongly of selling clothes because there's a lot of shots of Dorothy's ass and her legs and stuff like that. Like they, they're really yeah. focusing on her, but not, not in a, not in like an, a sort of gross way, but it felt very much like she's a model and you're going to buy these jeans at the end of this video. Um, but I, I liked it. The, the counting crows thing is dead on. I was thinking that the guy looked uh, a lot like, uh, Vincent Chase from Entourage for some reason was the vibe I was getting out of it, but I think um, I think what what it what it's most clever in doing selling it as a music video is that it's hiding Blues Traveler, who are a fairly ugly band from views. Yes. <laughs> I mean John Popper is not exactly a uh, you know a ten out of ten, but his bandmates are basically they they look like truckers who play in a bar band on the weekend. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think hiding them is a good dudes. idea. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think I think what's actually kind of brilliant about it is they take the cliche music video trope of let's just put the band on stage playing their song and they subvert that by having by doing that trope. But the band on stage is not the actual band from the song. So they so they take that 
established vi- uh, music video trope and then they use it to their advantage to put a little bit of a spin on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I think I do, I do think it's a good while also kicking the counting crows right in the tank. <laughs> as you want to do. I I thought it was good. It held my attention. I think it's clear to follow what's going on. Um, It's really, yeah, the the main takeaway I got from it was just the 90s vibe. And I do think that Blues Traveler sort of weirdly fits into that, um, like, Spin Doctors kind of era of music and stuff like that. But Blues Traveler, I feel like Blues Traveler is, like, almost a gimmick band in some ways mm. like they're so close like popper with his harmonica type stuff yeah you're you that's the thing people remember about blues travelers the harmonica uh i i remember um i don't know if you've ever seen uh blues brothers 2000 yes uh if you have i i'm sorry <laughs> i've seen the original but they sh- yeah they show up in that movie because i feel like in the year 2000 they were the closest thing there was to a blues <laughs> band in popular music <laughs> And uh, there's a point towards the end where this li- they're doing this like you know blues jam off or whatever, and uh, this little kid who don't ask me why they have a kid with them, but they have a kid with them who's dressed like the Blues Brothers, and he plays the harmonica and he starts r- ripping into the harmonica and you're like that's John Popper like his harmon <laughs> John Popper's harmonica style is like Stevie Wonder's harmonica style where there's nobody else who plays like that and as soon as you hear it you know who it is yeah yeah. And that's that's kind of yeah. It's kind of if if I, you were to call Blues Traveler gimmick band, it would be because yeah, you're you're there to watch John Popper rip a harmonica solo. <laughs> what do you what do you think of the harmonica as an instrument? Um, I I like it. I I like it. It's kind of uh, best used sparingly. <laughs> yeah, um, it's, it's tough to be the however the focal point. Yeah. However. Uh, I think that he has managed to find a very inventive way to play it, which then makes it a focal point. And I don't think he really overdoes it where he has, you know, much like a guitar solo, he has points in the song where he just rips, but it's not like he's playing it through the whole set or the whole, the whole song, you know, it's not, it's not quite, although I don't know, maybe if you see it, go to see them live by the fourth song where he's ripping a five minute, I'm like, <laughs> so like you might want to go home. Well, there was a, um... I could, let me tell you a story. I, uh, um, my girlfriend and I went to see Johnny Lang, who is a legitimate blues band, uh, guitar player. Um, and every song he did the whole night, every single person in the band got an extended solo. Yes. Yep. And we were really excited to see him cause we had never seen him before. Um, by the fifth song, we were like, oh my God, we've made a mistake because every single song was like guitar solo, organ solo, bass solo. Yes second guitar solo and then it's the end of the song so he's got to do that thing where he just draws out the ending for like 20 minutes and then up oh, now the drums are drum solo it was every single song it was so tiring it's one of those things where it's like you find yourself clapping so much just because they don't know you don't know when the song's gonna end and it's polite so it's yeah, like this must be the yeah, end so right. i'm gonna clap now but up oh, no they're still going so i gotta wait and then ah, this must be the end I'm, uh, nope still going uh Long story short, that's why I also hate jam bands. Jam bands are funny to me. I feel like when I was in college, jam bands became a very big thing. And it's almost like a college tradition to get into jam music when you're in college Mm -hmm. for some reason. And I find jam bands to be, at this point, like almost unbearable to me. Like it's a – to non-musicians, I think – 
Like I, I'm, I'm barely, a, I have, I have a drum set and I haven't played it in forever. Um, but it's like a jamming is how songs originate. You know, like it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's one of the ways of writing songs. If you're not going to be like a standalone songwriter who brings your material somewhere, jamming is where stuff comes from. And it's not the same as like jazz soloing over the melodies and the chord changes and stuff. It's less, mm. it's less skillful than that. So like jamming is not that difficult. And if you're doing it night in and night out as a touring band, you can, it's, it's kind of their bread and butter, you know, of playing music. And yeah. Yeah. I just find it much more satisfying for a band to come up with a tight four-minute song than it is to do an extended 20-minute jam on something. Yeah, I think it has its place, you know. I, it has um, its place in certain, I mean, certain, but certain genres jam, but they don't build around it. You know what I mean? Like, blues is based mm-hmm. on the soloing and everything like that. Yeah. And, but I wouldn't consider that jam bandy, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, like, my, my favorite band is Led Zeppelin, and I feel like they found... They, I think they inadvertently kick-started a, a genre of mid to late 70s rock music where people were like, oh, we can just dick around for 20 minutes and people will clap for That's it. That's the main reason I, but, I have uh, a hard time with Led Zeppelin, actually, is because well, of that, yeah. But I feel like they actually knew when to and when not to do that because they had a nice mix of straight-ahead four-minute rock songs. And then they would also then, after everybody was nice and high, <laughs> then they would do a 20-minute jam on on one of their songs. And the thing that's great is that they were such a great band and so in sync that even though they were jamming and kind of making stuff up, they would still be have a very satisfying kind of arc to everything. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, they became so popular that uh, a lot of these other bands were like, I I don't know if you've ever listened to Rainbow, the uh, Deep Purple offshoot that Richie Blackmore was. Uh, oh, no, no, never heard of him. Ronnie James Dio was the, the singer. Um he, Ronnie, uh, Richie Blackmore basically, I think, looked at Led Zeppelin doing these long songs and was like, well, what if I did that for every song? Mm-hmm. So every song that they play live anyway is like a five-minute guitar intro and that, or like a five-minute organ intro and then like another long extended you know, solo jam in the middle of it. And it's like, I, I, I want to hear Ronnie James Dio singing songs and I want to hear riffs. I don't want to listen to you, you know hang on one note for 40 minutes while you're like, you know, peaking and you're high or whatever. Yeah. Live, um, live AD- ACDC is similar to this mm-hmm. where they noodle around a ton between their songs. And I find it extremely mm-hmm. irritating. Um, it's like Angus Young running back and forth from like stage left to stage right and doing a little like yeah. riff, um, for a band that's all about the song. It's bizarre that that's how they spend their time between songs to me. Yeah. It's nice. It's nice. If you have like a showcase song, like I know ACDC, all their songs are, are pretty much, you know, short, punchy, to the point. But then there is one showcase song. I think it's like Bad Boy Boogie or something like that, which is in a in a an extended uh, Angus showcase where he's just you know tearing ass for eight minutes or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And those those are those are fine. I I, I like that where it's, it breaks it up a little bit. You've got kind of a uh, a showcase in the middle there. But yeah, if that's your whole show, no, thank you. The um to get back to Blues Traveler, one review I saw that I was looking at this, it was like what it was a uh, like an AV club. What are you listening to now? And the writer was mm-hmm. just saying that his uh, three year old daughter had somehow heard this song, and it's all she wants to listen to at this point. And <laughs> having kids, a two year old myself now, it totally makes sense that this is a song a kid would love. Um, yeah, it's got that kind of bouncy goofy vibe to it in the lyrics i think would make them laugh but the the main takeaway i took from from it was that the writer made me laugh when he said that a uh 
kids love the harmonica because it sounds like a cartoon train farting. <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and I kind of agree with that. And I think that I think less of the harmonica now that I I kind of realize that each harmonica the reason Popper has so many is because each harmonica mm-hmm. is pitched to a certain key. So yes, you yeah. it's it's not like an instrument where you can go out of key on it. You can just blast into <laughs> it and there is obviously skill to playing yeah. it, but it's not a um it's not like it's a picking up a saxophone and you're like, what the fuck is this? Like, why am I not making the right noise? Yes, but also I'm being very I condescending mean, towards harmonicas. <laughs> yeah, it's not. <laughs> you can't you can't pick up a harmonica and then just be like John Popper and then just rip a John Popper thing and be like, ah, but listen, this is easy. I I have a harmonica. The, the Alistair of my kid has a harmonica, and I played it. Mm-hmm. And there's no way that you can't do the, make the little hand fluttering thing sound good. It's just like if you if, That's if you true. hit that note and you flutter it a little bit, it sounds fantastic, no matter who you are. That's true, but you have to hit multiple notes in a row and have it sound good. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just have them put that in post. I don't. I don't need that to be done. Yeah. I don't do it live. Um, my 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 question about this video too is: Do you think the the origin of this concept was like the 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 guy behind the video met met Blues Traveler and was like, "Jeez, these guys on film." <laughs> he's like, he's like, can we get the camera any closer to John Popper's huge face? Can we just? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know why there's a bunch of Teamsters in this room, but if you could leave, I'm waiting for Blues Traveler, the rock band. Yeah, it's um, yeah, they're they're very they're very funny looking at it. They were the same on SNL. Like they're just sort of they're of the '90s, so they're all wearing like huge baggy clothes, and they're all they're all sort of big guys, yeah. and they, they look like they're just yeah truckers who have come in. Although I will say, you know, the I, drummer's fantastic. The drummer plays with a lot of power, uh, which is something that I'm, yeah. I'm kind of impressed with at this point in my sort of drumming. Uh, nonsense if we uh if we get into different styles of music or whatever or eras i'm really interested in covering the uh early 90s hard rock scene post punk sorry post grunge where you have all of these uh uh hair metal hangovers who haven't totally switched away from from metal to grunge but visually, like they dress, so so they all have like they all have the same look. It's like it's basically everybody in Wayne's World, so who has long hair, long metal hair, but they also wear um, plaid shirts and like cut off jean shorts with like Timberland boots unlaced. Yes, uh, it, like the uh, ugly kid Joe look, basically. <laughs> Um, it was this weird pocket where, where hard rock was very confused with itself and its identity, which I think would be interesting to look at at some point. Yeah, that's true. Um, it's an era of, it's almost an era of like, now that I think it's, it's sort of a, it's sort of like a goofy, nerdy new wave version that popped out where new wave is kind of cool and, um trend setting and sort of like you know post-punk is what new wave is kind of coming out of but the the 90s version is kind of goofy and nerdy maybe it wasn't at the time but looking back on it now it is like i'm thinking like bare naked ladies and like blues traveler and spin doctors and stuff like it's all kind of a little bit nerdy is the way that i would look at it yeah i i think i think grunge broke music Mm. and i don't mean that necessarily a bad way but like Everybody kind of knew what was going on until grunge came around, and then after that, the nine, the mid, the early, early to mid nineties is just a fucking any everybody throwing anything at the wall, yeah, and hoping that it sticks. You get like um, 
was that uh, I, can't, I can't remember there's, I'm just there's a lot of uh we went through an interesting phase too where white guys uh started rapping like cake and soul coughing like it was kind of beat poet singing yes, but it's yes. basically rapping but it's the white person version of rapping where it feels more like beat poetry than anything else it's yeah, a weird which time i guess makes it acceptable this <laughs> is a weird time blues traveler i like the video um if we ever come back to blues traveler i would, would like to do hook uh this song yes i, I don't mind the song and I, I think the video i think the video is actually better than the song which is a good way to bring us into the roundabout of does the video enhance this and i would say that this video does enhance this song because um the song to me is not that great but the video is pretty interesting actually yeah I would I would agree. I think the video definitely enhances the song. I I like the song in and of itself, but I think the reason I like the song is cuz I like the video. Mm. Um cuz this was like 94 or something, so I would have been like 4th 4th or 5th grade when this came out. Uh and you know, uh, to as to what you're saying, yeah, it's a song that I think kids would glom onto cuz it's fun, it's upbeat and it's a lot of silly words. <laughs> um and you know, the video the video's fun and it, it gives a, a cool visual hook and yeah, I, I think it I think it's good. I think it's beneficial for the song. Yeah, the other the only thing about uh John Popper I was reading, I guess John Popper's like huge into guns and he brings guns on stage in any state that he's allowed to open carry like that. Oh Jesus, he's one of those guys. Which is pretty, he has like huge cannons at his house and he's into all kinds of artillery. I think it's pretty Ooh, interesting. That's that's great. <laughs> you know, I don't I don't <laughs> be careful with those harmonicas my, and guns just strapped to your chest there to jump off. You don't want the wrong one in your mouth. I don't I don't walk into my uh live events with like a copy of Hellboy and be like, <laughs> I can bring this. No one says I can't bring this thing that I'm crazy about. He's uh I guess he's been trying to change his last name to John Papa Cap in your ass for the past couple of years, but he's he's <laughs> Can can somebody can somebody can somebody in production add a post-production <laughs> drum snare to that, please? I think we're done with this. We both think the video enhances the song. Video did kill this radio star, I think. And uh, Blues mm. Traveler certainly has a face for the radio, I think we've discovered. Do we uh, do we want to talk about how the show is changing from this point sure, out? Sure, go ahead. So, first of all, uh, uh, we're going to do our first themed episode for a very special reason next week. Uh, because we will be covering... Uh, Cindy Lauper's good enough in honor of WrestleMania weekend because that video has like five pro wrestlers from the eighties in it. Um, and is, is awesome, even though it's based on the Goonies movie, but that's a kind of a, a feed into we we've done five of these so far. We've, we're kind of getting our footing, I think, but we wanted to make it a little bit more cohesive. So from this point on, I think we're going to be doing, uh, uh, groupings of themes. So for instance, um, the next four weeks we'll do movies. You know, maybe we should just start with since maybe since Goonies is from, it's from the Goonies. Maybe the, the first thing we should do should be movie music videos. Yeah, so that's a good. We'll we'll, like we'll, go we'll, we'll write that in stone right now. So the next month of four yeah. videos will be movie related music videos. Yeah, and so so it's going to be kind of like that moving forward. We might do uh, movie music videos. We might go back to an artist and do like let's do four videos from you know. Uh, Michael Jackson, or well, maybe not after that documentary comes out, <laughs> yeah. uh, or just genre like, uh, or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. genre or st- something to make it a little bit more cohesive. So it's not just like at the end of every episode, one of us going, "Uh, what if we do like the <laughs> Space Jam soundtrack, you know, or something like that?" Yeah, because I, I think it's a good idea because we both had the same problem of uh, there's so many videos to choose from. It's the problem of choice at a certain point you're yes. just like i don't really there's so much that i could choose from i don't know where to go so i think i think theming yeah. things will make it a little bit easier to decide what we want to do 
Yeah, and I think it'll be it'll be nice for for the listeners to be able to uh, kind of um, automatically be on the same page of where we're what we're going to be looking at and stuff. I so I I, th- I think that'll be a, a fun change uh, moving forward. Yeah. So for next week, I'll put a link down to the Cindy Lauper video so you guys can catch up on that one. And then uh, that's it. We'll be starting with the movie themed after that. So that's it. This is the show. The, uh, the Radio Star Murders, thank you for supporting us. There's all the Facebook and Twitter links and Discord. You can go to the Discord if you want to chat there. Patreon.com slash the Penske File if you want to support the show. There's a bunch of shows that we do. We have a Star Trek show. we got a movie show. This is one of the shows if you're new to us. Uh, but this is it. There's a, talk about Batman. Talk about Batman on Badass. And there's a Prisoner show. And I think there's mm-hmm. – I feel like there's another one now, but I can't really remember what it – Oh, we did the Star Wars a little bit. but And we haven't talked to or seen our families in years. I know. I know. It's sad, but they grow up so fast. And now my son is going to grow up to be a harmonica playing douchebag, and I'm going to be the one to blame because I wasn't there to stop that nonsense. <laughs> I learned it from you, Dad. <laughs> Harmonicas. Um, that's it. I think that's it. Thank you guys very much for listening to the show. Thank you for supporting us and all that stuff. And I think we'll be back. Uh, Clay, thank you for bringing Blues Traveler out of the 90s and into 2019, where we can all enjoy it right oh, now. Oh, anytime. Um, you always got to ask. But you, why you want to give me a runaround? Buddy, you. And then uh, should we just end this by slowly degrading ourselves into talking about ships and cold winds and waitressing to bring us drinks? I'm most fascinated by his uh, his actor analogies that he uses in there. They're very strange. <laughs> I personally like tra-la-la-la-la bombardier, which is a very, very funny, mm-hmm. funny, funny mm-hmm. thing to say. All right, guys. Thank you very much for listening. We'll be back with Cindy Lauper. See you next time.